Hello, I'm Trina from akbonline.com and today I'll read to you part one of a short play called Four Friends. Anyway, I hope you'll enjoy it. Four Friends Part 1 Introduction This was a short play I made a few years ago. A group of friends and I decided to stage this play as a service to others. We wanted to say that God, the All-Knowing One, knows us more than we even know ourselves. In this play, God is represented in four ways. The deep thinker or perfectionist melancholy God, the life of the party cheerful sanguine God, the peaceful phlegmatic God, and the determined charismatic choleric God. As early as now, I want to say that this story is fiction and that the only statement I'm making here is, whoever you think you are and whoever you are, you can always talk to God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God. I am. I am the loving God. I am the inspiring God. I am very practical. I created, I came, and I'm moving with you, and I talk to you too. General setting. On the middle of the set is a bed. There is a table at the corner of the room with a telephone on it. All scenes shall be in someone's bedroom. Scene 1. Melancholy, the writer's bedroom. The melancholy writer's bedroom is a plain bedroom. On the table is a lamp with a laptop on it. Richard, the melancholy writer, is lying on his bed looking at the ceiling and playing with his eyeglasses on one hand. Richard, lazily, lethargy, the feeling of laziness, hopelessness, as if your life is nothing more than a speck of dirt, stuck in someone else's shoe. Am I in lethargy? I am frightened, God, for I don't think I am stable at heart, and I don't think I am disturbed enough to move. I do have stories in my mind. So much love, so much adventure, so many things, but I don't want to write them down. Ah, nothing. None of them is perfect, worthy of you. Melancholy God, soft voice from above. Well, it's not easy to love me, my son. Richard stands from his bed. Richard, I know... Melancholy God enters the scene. He is wearing eyeglasses similar to Richard's. He brings books with him and he is reading as he enters. Richard does not notice him. 
melancholy God. You shouldn't feel that hopeless. Richard, I know. Melancholy God, there are so many ways to get to me. Richard, but which way to go? If only you could give me a sign. Melancholy God, what if I could give you a sign? Richard, a sign I could see, not only hear, only to believe. What if you could give me a sign? A sign I cannot deny anymore, something that will push me, perhaps a miracle. I'm asking for a miracle, but then again, that may be too much. I mean, who am I to ask? Am I Ezra, who could ask for that miracle in the sky? He asked fire to fall from heavens. No, I can't ask the way he asked. I am not worthy. Melancholy God. Well, you could have your miracle. Richard. What? Melancholy God. I said you could have your miracle. Richard. Really? And what miracle is that? To self. Strange. Suddenly the voice suddenly changed. To God. God? Why has your voice changed? As if you were... Melancholy God. Here? Richard jumps in amazement, seeing Melancholy God in his room. Richard. Who are you? Melancholy God. You know me. Richard. Who are you? Melancholy God looks at Richard firmly. Richard. God? No, you can't be God. You've always been in my head, not outside. Melancholy God. So you cannot truly believe that God could really speak to you, don't you? Now that you see me, you won't even believe that I am here. I don't know what to feel. You ask for a miracle, I am here. But you won't even believe the miracle happening. Richard, well, you can't be here. This is my bedroom. You're supposed to be in my mind. Melancholy God, but I am here. Richard, no, no, that can't be impossible. I have accepted the voice. That has been easier. But to see you here, impossible, impossible. Melancholy God, oh, come on. Richard tries to go around Melancholy God and scrutinizes whether or not he was indeed real. Richard, I can't believe it. You're real. There I was, asking for a sign, then suddenly you came in. I can't believe it. Richard looks at the heavens and says, What does it all mean? Why is he here? Am I being punished? Am I gonna die? Melancholy God. Who are you talking to, Richard? Are you talking to the heavens or are you talking to me? As you can see, you don't have to shout towards the sky when you could just speak to me. Didn't you just say, a sign I could see not only here, only to believe. What if you could give me a sign, a sign I cannot deny anymore, something that will push me, perhaps a miracle. Impossible, impossible. You must prove to me who you really are. Tell me, who is my favorite character? Melancholy God, you don't have a favorite character. Richard, oh, you're right. 
That's an easy question. Melancholy God. But if you do, it would either be Donald Duck or Duffy Duck. You like them because they're hard to understand. And besides, they remind you of the ugly duckling. Oh, that poor duckling. What he experienced as a child, but you do realize that all that ridiculing made them strong and humble, right? Richard, that's true. Hey, wait, you haven't proven yourself yet. What is my favorite color? Melancholy God, you really don't have a favorite color. Richard, that's true. Melancholy God, but if you do have a favorite color, it would either be black or white. Why? Because black and white mean the absence or the presence of all colors, depending on how you look at color, scientifically or artistically. Richard, hmm, that's true. What's my favorite melancholy god? Could you stop this, Richard? All these questions are frustrating. They make me sad because they make me think that you really don't believe me. Richard. Well, all these things are hard to believe, but I did ask for a sign, and so it is possible that you really are who you are, who you say you are. Um, so, um, what are you doing here? Melancholy God, what does it look like I'm doing here? You ask for a sign. That is what you're getting. Richard, I'm not a saint. That's why I'm surprised. I just can't believe that God would be here talking to me. Melancholy God. I just thought that it's about time you see me, Richard. You've been talking to me for a long time. It's just time to see me. And well, I have been making myself known to your, your other friends that I thought it is time for you to know me more as well. Richard. You have been talking to my friends? Melancholy God. Yeah, all three of them. Charles, Amanda, and Nicole. I've been talking to them all right, but differently, of course. You can't expect me not to speak the way people best can understand me, right? You four friends are so different from one another, and I talk to each of you differently. I talk the most effective way to each one, of course. Richard. Oh, they haven't told me. Melancholy God. Told you what? Richard. That you've been talking with them, Melancholy God. They thought you knew. Melancholy God notices that Richard is getting sad, thinking that his friends somehow tricked him or betrayed him by not telling him that they were talking to God. Melancholy God. Please, don't make a big fuss out of that. They just thought you knew. Richard. Probably you're right. Melancholy God. I'm God. I'm supposed to be right. Anyway, that's not the reason why I came. Richard, you asked for a sign. You were writing something before this thing you called lethargy came in. You were very tired, but still you were working and writing your prayer. For that, I admire you. Richard, oh, that one. Thanks. But it's so harassing sometimes. I have so many things in mind. I just have to write them down. Write, write, write. Melancholy God, but you do know that you don't have to write them all at once. Richard, I know, but they're in my head. I would wake up at night. Sarah walks from here to there. She meets Leandro. Leandro was, by the way, the son of Melancholy God. 
What is this all about? Tell me, Richard. I'm afraid that I would lose these stories and I won't be able to write them anymore. Melancholy God, do you really believe that? You know that there are just so many things to write about, yes? Can you imagine the world without stories? Richard, no. Melancholy God, then listen to me. Gather as many stories as you can from the people around you. Listen to them. Ask them how they are. Inspire them. But most of all, be inspired by them. I tell you, you can never lose stories. For example, right now, what story do you remember from those people who, who were with you today? Richard. Well, I remember our neighbor's kid, David. He kept on insisting that he go rollerblading without his helmet. I said, kid, will you stop doing that, please? Will you just think you can't? You just simply can't go on playing without your helmet. He looked at me and said, duh. 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 And why not? Imagine. Just imagine that. Oh, but surely I can't write about that. Melancholy God. And why not? Richard. Well, because I don't know if I'll be able to capture the intensity of rollerblading. I don't know exactly what David feels about rollerblading. I don't know how to rollerblades. Melancholy God. Sheesh. There's just so much thinking happening in your head. Even though I have proven to you a lot of things, you still doubt that you will not be losing any more stories. Sometimes, I think you miss the whole point. What I want you to do is to write a play. What I want you to do is to begin writing a play. Richard. But do I have time, my God? Melancholy God. Oh, I could extend your time. Here, look at this schedule I made for you. Richard studies the schedule. Melancholy God. Isn't it perfect? Don't you like it? Richard. It's not what I expected, but it's good. I thought about a lot of stories, you know, for a play. I'd write the drafts on paper. Then at the middle of writing the draft, I realized I don't like to continue with it anymore. Melancholy God. Why so? Richard. Well, I would think the plot is too simple. For example, I wrote about astronaut John. I wrote about superhero Stan. I wrote a fable about the lion, the witch, and a very large canoe. Melancholy God. Wait, I don't understand. What has your schedule got to do with that? Richard. Don't you see? According to this, I have three weeks to write the play. You made it clear. Here. Three weeks. But the way I work, I write a draft at the middle. And at the middle of the draft, I'd say, this is not perfect. And I think of writing another draft of a play. That takes more than three weeks, you know. Melancholy God. Well then, don't begin with a draft. Begin with the actual play and end it. You could do that in three weeks. You could stick to the schedule. Richard. Oh, the schedule. You must understand. What I am really trying to say is that I can't have a schedule for doing what I like doing the most. Everything has to be perfect, and I don't know when I could make something that is perfect. Melancholy God. Really? That's sad. Richard. You, don't, you do understand me, right? Melancholy God. Oh yeah, I do. It's just 
like all this praying, I'm talking to you. At the same time, I'm talking to your friends. Richard, what do you mean? What are they doing? Melancholy God. Oh, nothing. They have their own schedules and they have their own conversations with me. Anyway, I do feel what you feel. A lot of things going in my head. Which one is perfect? Richard. But you end up doing what is perfect because you are God. Melancholy God. And you're human. And even as a human, you are expected to start and end something. You're good at making a schedule. Now, when it comes to doing the thing which you like the most, which is writing, you must start and end as you put it in your schedule. I know there are so many things to think about for you, but I do want you to always ask me about your schedule. I am the master of schedules, Richard. And you're perfect doing it. I know. You made sure that Joseph will be sold to the Egyptians right before the famine. You made sure that Moses be born in the middle of Israel's slavery. Melancholy God. Exactly. <sighs> Don't you miss me? Don't you think it's about time that you do something about all your thinking? I made a lot of thinking before there was creation and then I did it. You can make that step. Richard. How do I top that? You make creation possible and I, melancholy God, you must complete a play. Richard, but what do I write about? What do I share? What can I ever tell them that they don't already know? Melancholy God, a lot of things, but that's not what I want you to do right now. What I want you to do is to call Charles. Tell him that you have something to write about and that he makes sure you do it. Reluctantly, Richard calls Charles. End of part one. For part two, tune in next week.